give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt, smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know, there's all kinds of shit. And shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lars. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know? Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing the something to fuck along. Here we go! This is Mrs. Smith, a.k.a. the Queen of Wah, a.k.a. the crazy lady who swept the floor with Kirk Hammett, and you're listening to the And Podcast for All. Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, there's a first for everything. We are doing it as we speak. Yeah, if only we had a little bit of video right now for everybody to see what's going on. Well, we got our road crew on board, so we're going to have some pictures and videos of exactly what you and I are doing at 76 miles an hour. Hey, we need to get it up to 88. That's where the real shit happens. Clark, you're going 80 miles an hour. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Do you know where we are? Uh, I actually don't know exactly where we are right now. We're on our way home from Sturgis. I know that. On the way home from Sturgis, a successful uh, couple days out there. Interstate 90 East by, what's this sign say up here? Oh, I can't see that far ahead. There's too many bugs on the windshield. Rushmore, Minnesota. Google Earth that, everyone. Yeah, it's the middle of nowhere. We just passed David Ellison's hometown, actually. Yeah, <laughs> he's not Megadeth anymore. Hey, speaking of Megadeth, new bass player today. Yeah, Lomenzo. Wasn't he already in the band? Yeah, I think uh, 06 to 2010 or something like that. Ah, those were Megadeth's dark days. Hey, United Abominations was a decent album. There were some good cuts off that album. So was Endgame. Good point, good point. There was a few good tracks. I'm talking about the Mouse, the mouse Trap record. Oh, yeah, Risk. No, the Mouse Trap. Mousetrap. <laughs> did you ever have the mousetrap game? Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, the, the marble, and then like the it goes down all the different little shoots and ladders and shit. You had a big marble, you had a small marble. But I remember when we set that up as a kitty dolls have to need a rubber band to wind that part that would activate the marble. Yep, yep. Well, and then the rubber band would snap after, you know, a couple times of using it. Oh, the game only came with two. Go to the dollar store and get a bag of them. Flippin' Milton Bradley. <laughs> Dude, we're on the way home from Sturgis. I would say the last 48 hours, you and I have had about six hours of sleep. Yeah, to say the least. And, uh, you know, it was a good time out there. Lots of people. We played with the almighty hairball and 
man, the, the hospitality and the generosity they showed us was absolutely amazing. 81st annual rally of the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Sturgis, South Dakota. They estimated 700,000 people. I'm estimating you and I played, well, we played Monday night and Tuesday night. Probably do a total of 10, 12,000 people. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Collectively, it was, what was it, the first two times we played uh, Buffalo Chip. And then this time we were actually, like, downtown in the heart of it. And it was it was pretty gnarly, to say the least. The Iron Horse Saloon took care of us. We opened up for the Almighty Hairball. They are the 1980s bombastic arena rock tribute act. If you haven't seen them, check out hairballonline.com. Just basically YouTube hairball and get ready to see a show that is almost on the level of Kiss and Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. It's basically an arena show size down a little bit but i mean it is it is something else they do play arenas yeah oh do you hear that we're driving by a semi i don't know if our listeners can hear that that sounds like a kenworth diesel (laughs) yeah dude hairball great crew great band great show everything from van halen motley crew quiet riot queen what did i miss twisted sister ozzy oh that van halen bit's good kiss dude there's just too many to list their pyro is it's quite Amazing. I mean, what they say they spend a couple grand a day on pyro? $2,500 uh, showing uh, pyro budget. That is something else, man. Flames, sparklers, magnesium, uh, what do you call those other ones? Concussion bombs? Yeah, like the, the almost like mortars. The Legit. Yeah, they're cool. I'm sure people now are on hairballonline.com checking it out. They've added so much production since they first started. They've been around 20 years. That's crazy. And it's gone from a club band that used to change out characters every two to three songs to, oh, they have a full uh, semi-truck full of costumes, wigs, video screens, pyro. Their drum riser is literally like Motley Cruz. I swear it was probably like eight to ten foot off the ground. Oh, we got a bike coming up here. Let's see if we can hear it. We've only heard 40,000 of those in the last three days. Makes you wonder what people are thinking as they're driving by and they see us holding microphones. We got our headphones on. We got the mics out. We've got two laps going. It kind of looks like one of those like NASA test bed airplanes or you know a, a prototype car. Either that, or <clears throat> we look like some nerdy computer hackers. <laughs> By the way, for anybody wondering why my voice sounds this way, because Sturgis. Like I said, 48 hours. We've slept six hours. Maybe it was the arrangements and the living conditions we've endured over the last three days. I don't want to complain because obviously they took care of us. They they put us up, you know. I, But I'm pretty sure where we stayed, it was smaller than a jail cell. I think we could do 60 days in there as a band. 60 days. There was no <laughs> toilet, um, no sink, no running water. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There were toilets. It was just about a 200-yard walk. Right, yeah. When I woke up at 7.30 in the morning and I had to rock a piss, it felt like a 15-minute walk to the bathroom. By the time I got back to bed, I was wide awake. I was ready for breakfast. I hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. <laughs> I hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. Oh, I did. I was in the top bunk. I, I was in the bottom. Pizzle was in the top. You and our bass player were in another cabin. Uh, our manager, singer, and myself were in another cabin, but I was on the top, so when the 5 a.m. piss came in the morning, you had to go down the stairs on the side of the bunk bed, 
put some shorts on, put some shoes on, walk two football fields to take a piss, and then, like you said, well, I'm up now. You know, and from what I hear is uh, you guys clarked us a little bit. You walked into our cabin and said, oh, Edna, this is your tent. I can not confirm or deny that. (laughs) He said, I plead the fifth on that one. We were in your room first, and then based off the thousand bikes that drive by that cabin per day. Especially on that, yeah, because we were right next to the main road. Your head was literally like uh, 15 yards from the road. It was vibrating. The wall vibrated. I said, Bill, go get that other key. We're going to go see if that other cabin's quieter. (laughs) Not that the accommodations were better. It was just quieter. So now you're finding that out after two nights of no sleep. In here, I thought you did what our bass player did and pulled out your level and measured the room because it was it was not even we oh, were no. at, we, oh no we were at an angle and so where our heads were he said that all the blood was rushing to our heads i can't wait to post the conditions along with this episode of where you and i you know laid our head is home you know speaking for, of wherever i may roam right you know i think we should just let everyone know it's called the what was it the stone pony steel pony the steel pony campground the economy cabins look it up online if you guys want a good laugh Steel Pony Campground, Sturgis, South Dakota. Economy cabins, no bigger than a Menards do-it-yourself tough shed, I would say. Oh, easily, easily. And w- they're getting what, like a thousand dollars for a week to stay there? Nine nine ninety-five for the for the rally. Yeah, and that's because it's two miles from downtown. Hey, they took care of us. They had a shuttle. Absolutely. Uh, what else can we say about the living conditions? Um, hey, there was joint a- bathrooms and showers. Yeah, there was, yeah, communal bathrooms and showers. There was, like, four hot tubs and three swimming pools. Or, you know, it was cool. It reminded me of the Flying J truck stop. Yeah, yeah, Flying J truck stop with swimming pools and hot tubs. Shower number nine is now available. Shower number nine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, the uh, show, like you said, we opened up for Hairball. Two sets, two totally different set lists. You happened to write both set lists. I did. You included part of your Dream No More from uh, Season 3 into our uh, Night 2 set list. I, I was digging it. I did, yeah. I did the uh, Creep Bitch Wolf segment from my Dream No More set list, which I was really, really excited about. Unfortunately, the crowd that we were playing to wasn't really a Ain't My Bitch of Wolf and Man type of crowd. I didn't care. I, I, You know, Night 2, you know, we had to we had to do a couple things for ourselves, and that was fun. It's pretty weird when you look down and see Creep Bitch Wolf. That's something that's not, that's maybe not, we'll, we might not do it again, but I was digging it. I was digging it too. I think I think I hear our bass player snoring right now. You ain't mine. Ooh, bitch. That was fucking an awesome transition. That was fun. God, that was so cool, man. Just it was super smooth. It was perfect. Uh, night one, a little I disappear. It was cool. We opened night one with fuel and then closed night two with fuel. It was a. Uh, I like how you made that. I think that was pretty smart when you're playing to 700,000 bikers. Fuel's pretty fitting for Sturgis. Turn the page, night two. They were loud as fuck. That was the loudest song they sang. That little, the interlude part. I don't know if you saw, but there was one guy on the rail wearing a Bob Seger shirt. Oh, was he? Uh, stage right and just was loving every minute of it. Yeah, man. It wasn't even planned, but it, it, it turned out sweet. Yeah, they really got into it. I, I feel like night two, in my personal opinion, I feel like they were a little bit louder. Uh, but both nights were absolutely amazing. I do hear a bass player snoring. He's right behind us in the Econoline 350 uh, first bench seat. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, and now he's awake. 
He's having a beverage, an adult beverage. You're not supposed to be drinking in the, on the road. Yeah, I know. That's illegal. Is that legal? We're in southwest Minnesota. I don't know. He's not driving, so we're good. That is the one and only Mike Presley from the episode Bass Solo Take One from Season 3. Yeah, that was a pretty high downloaded episode, wasn't it? I think people thought it was the actual bass player from a certain era of Metallica and said, oh, I'm going to click on this and check it out. Yeah, see, because we hit 88 miles an hour. We went back in time and we got her her done. I have it up to 81 right now. Easy with them tires, man. Them trailer tires, I don't know if they can handle all that. The autopilot is engaged and it says 301 miles till empty. Are we 300 miles away from home? I think we're a little less than that, so we're going to make it here. Yeah, We're not going to goose tank it. Hey, man, it's been a while since we've goose tanked. For those of you wondering, a goose tank is when it says zero fat Easter egg miles till empty. And uh, we've done that a few times and rolled the dice around Omaha in the middle of nowhere, Utah once. Yeah, anybody who ever goes out on tour, play the goose tank game. And that's once it hits goose tanks, see how ballsy you are to keep going past each exit. If you until, have a, yeah. Until you decide to pull over and get gas. <laughs> All right, nope. Next one. There's, Next one. There's been some pucker moments. <laughs> if you own a 2009 E350 12-passenger Econoline passenger van. Gets six miles to the gallon. Oh, let's see right now. We got time. So 11.3 average, it that's says. That's average. Not right. bad. That's that's not bad. With, you not know, good. five fat dudes and a 16-foot trailer behind us. That's pretty good. That trailer's heavy as fuck, too. And, must- the, and the air cranking. <laughs> the air that's been going in and out. Maybe we should ask some mechanic listeners. Okay, when we're pulling a trailer and we're going over 70 miles an hour and you got to accelerate a little bit to get up a hill, why does all the air stop and it automatically comes out of the defrost hole warm? Well, and when you have the rear fan on too, why does the air right. turn off and then the heater turn on? What's going on there? The, the, the floor heaters in the rear turn on. The rear fan, which is on a separate switch, yeah. goes to heat. And then once you level off from climbing the mountain around, you know, Rapid City (laughs) and the cruise control, you know, not the cruise, but you're not doing 3,000 RPMs. It goes down to like, you know, two and a half, normal 70 miles an hour. Then we got cool air. The air comes back on. Please explain that to us. Someone write in, please. And podcastforall at gmail.com for all your certified ASE car mechanic expertise statements i'm sure there'll be someone out there that knows and i mean hey i'm a car guy and i couldn't figure out the yeah situation what's wrong either. with you you should know all these things i don't know man it was it's weird it's a weird situation i think it's just because you're anti-ford you're just not willing to work on this thing. i think that's what i was just about to say i think it's just a ford problem you and your bmws and neons hey i don't own a neon anymore but my bmw the ac always works if I was in the Tesla, it wouldn't be an issue. If you were in the Tesla, you wouldn't even be driving right now. We'd be home by now. Right. <laughs> we could pull the trailer with your Tesla, I think. That would be interesting to launch the Model S with the trailer on the back. I think you'd just rip your bumper right off. I don't <laughs> think you'd be going 0 to 60 in 2.3 seconds. No, no, no. You might you might kill the batteries or the drivetrain or something in that thing. Is he still sleeping back there? I can't see him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. With the sunglasses on? No. Nope. I want to get some snoring on the record. Yeah, can we put the microphone right up to his... Right up to... (sighs) He makes bubbles when he snores. Oh, our manager's trying to take a look. Bill's actually leaning over the seat looking if there's any snore action. 
Bill, anything to report? Nope. Negative. He's shaking his head. Oh, man. Channel 9 News. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know. The more you know. You know, so while we're here doing a podcast on the road, maybe we should talk about, I don't want to say the elephant in the room, but we've all seen the news. Metallica is starting their own podcast. How do you feel about that? Dude, when you can't beat us, you just got to join us. <laughs> you got Like they said in that James Franco movie, they they hate us because they ain't us. They ain't us. <laughs> they ain't us. And they ain't going to be us, Jeff. Right. It ain't happening. They're just jealous that all the hashtag Metallica podcasts are linked to in podcasts for all. So they're just going to have to deal with it every time they type that into a post. They're just jealous because Shane and I are making sweet moolah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It uh, kind of came as a surprise to me. Yeah. what is? I think they said they're doing eight episodes, is it? Eight episodes, black album uh, related. Gee, imagine that in 2021. Yeah. Black album, black album, snake, 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 black album every fucking day. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about this whole black album oh, situation. speed limit. I got to pull her back here. It's a $300 fine. Oh, yeah. Work zone. We care about the workers. What's today? Wednesday? I was going to say they're not. It feels like Sunday. It doesn't feel like a like a weekday here. Yeah, I'm not used to playing shows on Mondays and Tuesdays, but when you're in Sturgis, every day is a Friday or Saturday. Every day is a Saturday in Sturgis when you're partying like like 700,000 people were. <laughs> Swear. You know it's a party when two B-1 bombers fly over the main street of Sturgis. Dude, that was insane. Bill and I were standing on the stage. All of a sudden, we see two big-ass planes, and they're low. I mean, they were low. And they flew over the stage, and I swear, I thought they had dropped a bomb on that fucking stage. Dude, they fucking rumbled Sturgis Main Street. Like, if they didn't get 700,000 people's attention, I don't know what would. And it still didn't wake our bass player up. <laughs> I was sleeping. I couldn't hear a thing. <laughs> uh, not much in the news this week, other than, well, the podcast is big news. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. But the Wherever I May Roam tour jacket yes. is now an option with your deluxe box set. For the low, low price of $7,000. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Do we know how expensive that package is? I don't. It's been a busy weekend. I haven't had much time to scour. Right. But uh, you and I were in the green room yesterday, and I said, dude, did it almost looked like it was fake. It's yeah, like someone yeah. added the coat to the upper right of that picture with the deluxe box set. They're like, hey, here, look at this. I made a little flyer of what we <laughs> wish could be, and no, it actually is what's happening. Pretty cool. It is cool. When you, when you live in Florida, I don't think I'm going to order it. My question is, is where is the limited edition white leather jacket with that bundle? Oh, the Lars white leather jacket. The as Lars. in the Axl Rose jacket. Right. I think that would actually sell. That's a good point. That, that would sell. Maybe we need to go on their podcast and tell them what's going on. Basically, I do like on the sleeve of that Rome coat, the sad but true skulls. Yeah, that is very uh, cool. Embroidered, I think, is what you call that fancy stitching. That jacket's going to be like $500. I don't know. It's it's just it's kind of weird how it came out now instead of when they announced the box set. Makes you wonder if they're going to add anything else to it or if it's like, all right, this is it. This is the big, you know, super deluxe deluxe. I have actually put on and worn for a hot minute the Master of Puppets leather tuber coat that you saw James wear back in those days. Really? And how did you come across that jacket? Uh, actually, a good friend of mine, a good Met fan. Oh, I can hear Pizzle snoring right now. I just heard a little grunt. <laughs> <sighs> Sounds like a blow-off valve. Yep, that's true. Mr. Joey Pacella, oh, the yeah. man with the record number of Metallica t-shirts. Yep. 
he uh, let me grace that coat for a quick 92 seconds and said, okay, before you run away, just take it off and give it back. 92 seconds. That, he had the stopwatch out. He said, and go. That coat is legit, dude. Man. You put that on, and it's like it's like Napoleon's time machine back to 86. <laughs> Uncle Rico's. <laughs> Only I think they had the time machine sent to 82. Yeah. You serious? Oh, I'm dead serious. <laughs> so are you ready? Yeah, hold on. I forgot to put in the crystals. Okay, turn it on. It's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. Well, I could have told you that. What <laughs> stupid <laughs> thing doesn't work? Well, I could have told I you that. I could have told you that. <laughs> I believe that was the intro to... Is there a cop sitting up here on the right? Hey, officer, would you like to be on a podcast for all where you, the officer, drive the discussion? <laughs> you have to admit, if we got stopped right now... Oh, I'd put the microphone up. Fucking like, epic. So, what do you have to say to us? As Turn that fucking mic off. Okay, it's off, as it still runs. <laughs> all right, I'm just going to set it down right here. Being pulled off... <laughs> being pulled off being pulled off would be epic too don't get me wrong being pulled over would be probably a top 10 appful moment I'll tell you what if that happened I would pull out my phone and start videotaping us with our microphones just to post to social media planes trains automobiles what the hell are you boys driving here <laughs> I can't even let you go down the road like this oh no I'm trying to get my friend home for Thanksgiving the speedometer's melted but the AM radio works it works <laughs> oh man uh, where were we? I don't know. I got distracted by the officer on the side of the road. Uh, oh, the Mr. Richard Lycon, when we had Kirk Hammett's brother on the show. Yep. I th- believe the first 15 minutes of that show were Napoleon quotes only. Was it the first or was it the end? You and I went on a tangent in yeah, the, the beginning with Napoleon. Yeah, and yeah. And then I think the outro was all samples. That's what. That's where it was. The samples were at the end. Yeah, that was that was a good time. We should do a, a commentary video of Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon, Vacation, Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Trailer Park Boys. TPB. Yep. Our manager has a look on his face like something's different with our bass player now. Oh, he's snoring. Mouth open. I can't see from this angle. I'll put the mic up, Bill. Or, Bill, Jeff. Are we actually getting in? I can't wait to hear this playback. And there you have it, folks. Michael Presley. Snoring, going down Interstate 90 in southwestern Minnesota. Well, that's what happens when you only get four hours of sleep in three days. I'm usually good on seven or eight hours of sleep. Yeah. By the time we uh, rocked out Sturgis for 90 minutes, watched both nights of Hairball, hung out for the after party, which we may or may not be able to talk about, loaded out gear, and got back to the campground. It was about 2.30 in the morning. And it's real fun at 5 a.m. when half of your campground revs up their Harleys for the day right next to your room. Oh, dude, it was... Right next to the Menards Tough Shed, I should say. Yeah, the Tough Sheds. It was, it was something else because they don't care. They don't care. As soon as they're no. up, they're like, turn the fucking bikes on. Let's rev them up. Let's do burnouts. Let's... Speaking of burnouts... Yeah, it's just not let the bike warm up. It's let's crack the pipes right next to your goddamn cabin for five minutes. Absolutely. And then tear off w- with a group of 30... 
like I said, the burnouts, you know, and speaking of burnouts, we got to talk about the burnout contest that was going on right before we took the stage last night. And they had the full pro tree, the drag Christmas tree light. And it was amazing. As soon as those lights hit green, they just fucking peeled through their gears, just burning rubber. And it was loud and fun. And now you're the car guy. When you're at an actual drag strip, yeah. That red, yellow, green tower that lights up. It, it, does everyone call that the Christmas tree? Uh, some do, or some call it, you know, just a pro tree. A pro tree? Well, that pro tree usually means that the three yellow lights come on at once, and then it goes to green versus it going yellow, 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 and then green. You know what I mean? What's the three yellow mean? It's just, instead of going down the row of lights, it just lights all three of them up at the same time and then goes green. I thought it was cool how they had an actual tree, but... Uh, when you're burning cool. out, you're not going anywhere. So no, they were up against. They were literally up against a wall. Just. <laughs> I think their front wheel was actually locked into this little like device holder. Yeah, it was holding them in place. And they yeah. told them, they said, "All right, go through as many gears as you can, burn in as much rubber as you can, and whoever, whoever's still going at the end is the winner." <laughs> and when you've got these custom, I don't even know, eighty, ninety thousand dollar choppers, I know for a fact that rear tire ain't cheap, Clark. No, it ain't. And it's funny because they said, they're like, winner gets, what, what was it? Was it 300? So, yeah, 300 was the winner. And they even said, they're like, I- I'm pretty sure that we could throw in a spare tire, too, if you need. <laughs> <laughs> Here's 300 cash for your $900 rubber you just burned yeah. up. During that burnout contest, there was um, there was people up on in the VIP like balcony area, and they were throwing out T-shirts. And they didn't announce that they were doing that. And the first one that they threw out, it was in, like, the big plastic wrapper. Fucking chucks it. Hits some, like, dude or lady right in the fucking face. They didn't even realize it was coming. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's what it looked like. It looked like Napoleon getting hit with the stake. What the heck are you doing? That's what I'm talking about. Just saying those things just whap right in the face. You didn't even see it coming. No, and all of a sudden I we're like looking at the the tree ready for them to start doing a burnout and dude gets taken out by a t-shirt. Dude, I love biker fest, biker gangs. Uh <laughs> what am I trying to say? Anything bike related that you and I have played over the last decade. It's always been fun. Between uh the bike shows, the burnouts, but more importantly, there's some biker games. That if you haven't been to a a motorcycle club rally, you can't explain half the shit that goes on. And let's just say it's X-rated in a hell of a good time. It is something to see. Yeah, it's an experience to say the least. Never thought you would have a hot dog covered in mustard hanging from a fork that goes kind of like on a lighting truss. And you hop on your hog with your lady on the back. I think I just hit a rumble strip. Did you hear that? I heard it. Let's see if the rumble strip picks up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you not hear that? They'll hear that one. You put your lady on the back. You drive under this device, and she stands up on the back while you balance. I think you have to be going less than five miles an hour so she can swallow the The mustard-covered hot dog. Somebody's going to get the wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's Sturgis in a nutshell. Uh, How about the keg races? Oh, dude. Basically, three kegs, or uh, what, ten kegs lined up in Sturgis. The first time Bill, our manager, and I saw this, there was three. Bring your bike up to the keg. Yep. Ready, set, 
go and, you, and push the keg with your bike yep. to win a you know a measly raffle ticket. The prizes are just atrocious, but the game is fucking amazing. Here, win a fifteen dollar meal ticket. You can't even get one meal with it. <laughs> get up to the keg. Yeah. <laughs> push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Ten chicken wings, seventeen dollars. Kids. Some great bike memories, man. Um, you know the problem with being in Sturgis for only three days is you only see ten percent of it. Yeah, I you know I think Hairball was there for what four days? I, four nights. Four nights playing. Um, I mean, we did two nights and it was a great time. I, I couldn't imagine being there for two more days. It's kind of like Vegas. It really is. It's three it's days and that. two nights, and you're like, holy shit, you're I like, am wiped. Yeah, my dogs are barking. My dogs are barking tonight. Yeah. Six bucks in my left nut says we're not landing in Chicago. Yeah, we're not making it to Lakeville. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see how long this podcast lasts since we got another, oh, you know, four hours to drive. Yeah. I hear some extreme snoring again. Oh, yeah. Let's get another sample of that. Welcome, Pizzle. Do you want to be on the show? Is he awake? You already have been now. He's giving me that look like, hey, good morning. Oh, Pizzle's awake. <laughs> uh, basically, three days, two nights in Sturgis, and minimal sleep in a Menards Tough Shed with two nights of Metallica and Hairball. I, I'm ready for a little shut-eye in a quiet, air-conditioned, normal room with plumbing. Yeah, with plumbing would be nice. I can't wait to take a normal shower, not in a communal shower, because... God damn, they're fucking gross. I mean, the shower pressure was decent, the water pressure. The pressure's great, the, the water temp was great. It was but great. what you're standing in is oh, you, questionable. You don't want to think about it. No. You don't want to think about it at all. You're like, this is... this. Uh, That's why I bought Harley-Davidson sandals for $800 to stand in the shower. Yeah, I had to buy a towel just so I could dry myself off. Towels were $400. Right, exactly. Case of beer, $50. Buck. $50. Bucks. <laughs> Hockey puck. I haven't sat on a toilet in three days. That's how grungy that fucking bathroom was. Oh, dude, I woke up early and took a shit. It was great. Did you actually sit down, though? I mean, I had to. Oof. And then That's I got... risky. Well, I got in the shower right after, so <laughs> we're all good. <laughs> There's no need to hover over this. I'm going to bathe afterwards. I'm literally going to wash my ass right as soon as I'm done. The shower I was in this morning at uh, 2.47 a.m. had some leftover Irish spring soap on the uh, ledge. I decided not to use that. That's a good idea. Mine, I didn't take a shower at 2.47, but my shower had a used Band-Aid in it. It was pretty gross. A Band-Aid, probably from a stabbing. Uh, oh, there it is. There's the sample. <laughs> a lot of knives in Sturgis. Every vendor has knives for sale. I always find that intriguing. There was a lot of knives. There was actually a really cool stand that Pizzle and I walked by where they were selling silencers, like suppressors for your pistols, your your rifles, everything. Oh, you know, just for target practice. Yeah. (laughs) But there was just nothing but silencers. I was like, wow. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Why do you need to buy this dull knife and silencer? Oh, you know, sporting goods. Yeah, yeah. Recreation. Oh, being in Sturgis is a lot like Vegas, and you don't really need to spend a whole week there because a few days and you've really had more than enough back to the shower talking about uh you know we talk about like cdc a lot of health things in the last year and a half right i don't think they would i think the safest you know when they say stay safe stay six feet apart all that nonsense right the stay safe my stay safe moment of this entire trip yep was not picking up that bar of irish spring no 
No, that would be a bad idea. Not picking up that Irish Spring was ten times safer than getting vaccinated or wearing a mask. I think I will agree with you on that That's one. That's how questionable that bar of soap looked on that stainless steel soap dish. You have no idea whose ass crack that fucking soap was in. I also liked when you went in the shower, you thought that the door was the shower, but that was like the first yeah, entrance, there's, and then there was a curtain like that made a, a difference. Yeah. Shower number seven is now available. You were in shower number six, I think. Did you guys come in last night and count those, actually? That was yesterday morning when Pizzle and I walked by. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden, I opened I opened up the door, and I saw your towel hanging in there, and that's why I was like, yeah, okay. My like, 2021 Sturgis towel for $50. I got one of those Sturgis towels, too, from the Steel Pony. From the 5,000-square-foot general store that was a selling point in these $900 cabins per week. Yeah, how is it that their cabins <laughs> are are $1,000 per week? But you can go in there and you can get be- a can of beer for fucking two bucks. There were some good deals in there. Pizza pocket dollar. Yeah, exactly. I go in there and get me some White Castles. Some frozen castles. What's up? Pretty much. Diet soda for 75 cents. We've been living a pretty good diet the last two days in Sturgis based off of campground general stores. We actually haven't been eating that bad, no, surprisingly. Pretty decent. Well, Usually, the venue took care of us in the green room per our rider, and yeah. but the campground was a different story. Campground's a different story, but, you know, even the meal tickets they gave us, I mean, there was some decent food, and there was the, you know, the sausages, the burritos, and the wings, all that shit. Pizzle's turkey leg that was, like, the size of my leg. <laughs> he got the meat sweats from it. I missed that part. I think I was upstairs, you know, just raiding the, the green room food. Yeah, I think that's what was going on because... A chicken? A turkey leg? He he got a turkey leg and what was it? The chicken on a stick or something like that? And it was like it was like 10 inches long or some shit like that. And this turkey leg, I swear, had to have been two pounds. Wow. It was, he ate the whole thing. That's like John Candy going, wow, wow. It was like I, the old 96er, dude. <laughs> 60, 60, 60, 60, 66 times. Oh, 66 wow. times. Wow. I was trying to avoid the shower for this uh, two day kind of roughing it ordeal, but when you play 90 minutes of drums on stage every night, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it was sweating. Well, you know, when you write a set list like Creep Bitch Wolf to kick things off, I was a sweaty beast. We were a little sweaty, and of course, it was hot outside. And it's funny because we got to Sturgis and we were we were all a little bit chilly. That fly just landed on my nose. Yeah, there's 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 flies in here. Windows going down. Oh. Get out of here, god damn it. Freddy fly is gone. I don't think that worked. Oh Jackson. Hey Dave. Is that where he's from? Oh I thought Jack dude I'm all twisted around. That's right, Rushmore, Minnesota is west of Jackson. We're just coming up on Jackson right now. We're three hours. <laughs> we're, we're three hours from the fun park, and you want to bail out. And you want to, we're three hours from the fucking fun park, and you want to bail. Well, oh, now, great quote. It's an adventure. A quest. It's a quest for fun. For fun. You're going to have Praise fun. Praise Marty Moose. <laughs> Praise Marty Moose. We're three hours from the south metro of the Twin Cities. Of getting out of this van that smells like five guys that lived in Sturgis for five years. Ooh, the fort's kicking down. You hear that? Hey, and he's not talking about five guys' burgers either. He's talking about five guys that smell like fucking shit. Listen to 5,000 RPMs coming out of an E350 with 182,000 miles on it. Watch. We're, we're going to blow the engine right now while we're recording. Almost as good as getting pulled over if it, if it actually happened. <laughs> 
uh, getting out of this van, emptying the trailer out. Uh, you're going home tonight, and I don't get. I get to be home for 12 hours, and then I get to head to my cabin tomorrow I, morning. Dude, I don't want to hear it. You're going to be at the lake tomorrow with the family, and enjoying good northern Wisconsin weather at the cabin. And I'm going to be on an airplane at 6 a.m. heading. I'm heading home tomorrow morning. Yeah, but you get to go home and like be home. I'd like to go home for more than like 12 hours. I get to go home and sleep, wake up, and then leave. But you get to go to the cabin and, you know, have three kids constantly nagging at you, along with your woman nagging at you, and you're oh, like, no. I just want to get some sleep, damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. My woman doesn't nag, surprisingly. I mean, every woman nags, but she doesn't nag that much. And my kids, when we're at the cabin, fuck, they go off and do their own thing. They're old enough now where they don't need me to keep an eye on them 24-7. They go do their own thing, and then it's a good time. <laughs> Jeff, the kids are swimming in the river. Oh, they'll be fine. Let's go have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> How many days are you going up there? I'll be up there Thursday through Sunday, going up there and bringing my in-laws up to up to the cabin. Here so. comes some loud bikes. We've had we've had some bikes passing us, but these these three look loud. Let's hope they're loud. Let's see hear. if we can get a see if we can get a little uh, action here. Oh no, shirt! Wow, what a rebel! Where's he from? Iowa. It's insane to see bikes at Sturgis. Which is basically the South Dakota Montana border, yep. and their license plates are from New York and Florida. Yeah, that's insane. It's like, can you imagine riding that far? That's some rebel shit right there. I mean, that that is some hardcore dedication. They're like Pee Wee Herman. I'm a rebel, Dottie, a loner. I have news for you. I have barely ever watched Pee Wee. Oh, dude, you've never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure? You're missing out. Isn't this chair called Cherry? I think on Pee-wee's Playhouse. The Playhouse, isn't it, Cherry? That was the show, yeah. The movie, man. I never saw the movie. Oh, you're missing out. Should I do some catching up? That was a classic. It's a classic. You realize he was arrested back when I was a child. Yeah, for jerking off in a, uh, a movie, por- movie porno th- theater or something. A porn theater? Yeah, he was. He was. I think he was. It was like a an adult movie theater. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Who goes in and watches? Porno and doesn't rub one out. I guess. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I mean, do people just watch porn for fun, or I don't know. A little tugging on the pork pole. <laughs> <laughs> now, you and I have been to plenty of strip clubs in our lifetime, especially on tour on the road. The clubhouse Sunday fun day. Woo! You and I have been to Pantera's clubhouse in Dallas, Texas. Probably a top. Oh, that, Twenty tour memory. That's pro- that's the most epic strip club we've ever been. Okay, to. top ten. And and that we went oh, on a, strip club wise. That's that's the top. That's the top. And what's funny is we literally went there on a Sunday, which you would think would be the worst day, and it was still freaking awesome. Amazing dimes motorcycle. It, right when you pay the cover charge at the door, you can sit on the sun, bitch. I think for any true music fan, the the idea of going in there. I mean, of course, you know, strip clubs are fun and whatnot, but it was really like. The Pantera and Hell Yeah memorabilia that was in there and the old touring kits and the guitars and all that shit. Two drum kits, a lot of dime guitars. Yep. Rex basses are in the bathroom. Yep. And right. uh, great Southern Trendkill. Great Southern Trendkill platinum records on the wall in the booth you sit in. But you can't buy booze there. They have a bootlegger that's right. that sits in the parking lot and sells you that's a six right. pack for like about that. $83. Oh, you need a sixer? That'll be $29. Yeah, what? Huh? What? I think it was more than that. I think I think we paid like 40 or 50 bucks for that sixer. And the gotcha was is you have to have a drink in your hand at all times. Yeah. So and you, if, we and each if you, had to get a sixer that night. Yeah, so that we could <laughs> so we could be drinking and stay at the clubhouse. Sunday fun day, Dallas, Texas. Woo! That was Blackie. 
Blackie Lawless from Wasp. Yeah, the dude looked like well, how black he looks now. They he looked just like. That's like, funny that brought up because last right. week when we talked to Bill Hale, the the uh, Kill 'Em All photographer. Yep. He's friends with Blackie. He is, and then we started laughing, said a little inside joke, and he didn't realize that you know we know him as Grandma Blackie, <laughs> the strip club <laughs> DJ. You're right. <laughs> when this airline podcast and band career folds, I'm going to be a DJ at a strip club. It won't be the clubhouse. It's closed. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. But somewhere, that's going to be my fourth yeah, career. Yeah, you're going to go down to fucking Augie's downtown. It's going to look good on a resume. <laughs> Shane's going to go to the to the Deja Vu in downtown Minneapolis. Hundreds of beautiful women and three ugly ones. <laughs> that's their motto, isn't it? Yeah, it says it right on the building. Hundred good, three hogs. <laughs> uh, getting back to the strip club story, uh, I can't say that I've ever gone to a theater in public to watch a porn video. I haven't either, but from what I've heard from... I, I mean, I've, I've honestly never looked up the situation, but from what I heard, I think that's what it was. Like, he was in, like, a, an adult movie theater, and he was he was whacking it and fucking got in trouble. Pee-wee was playing with his playhouse in the playhouse. Yeah, Pee-wee was playing with his Pee-wee. <laughs> it was not a clubhouse like Dallas, Texas, Pantera style. It was Pee-wee. No, that was... That was wrong. <laughs> How'd we get on to Pee Wee? Uh, oh, I'm a rebel, Dottie. That's right. There we go. Yeah, we were talking about the rebel and the guy without the shirt on. Can you imagine if you wiped out on a motorcycle without a shirt on? I bet you would feel that for the next 10 years with the gravel that is ingrained into your skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would feel really good. A lot Getting of sap. Yeah, a lot of sap. A lot of sap. Getting in the shower the next day probably wouldn't feel so good. No, I bet you don't. You don't. It's probably like Sturgis. You don't shower for ten days because you just can't handle the pressure. I can't wait to go home and take a real shower. In a real shit. <laughs> hey man, I did what I had to do. Bathroom's a bathroom, dude. I draw the line at the biffies. I don't shit in biffies. Yeah, it's kind of like shitting on an airplane. Yep. No, I've never shit. Shat. I've never shat on an airplane. Yeah, I don't. I highly re- recommend not experiencing that. Yeah, how does how does that go? Because I mean, you're you're a pilot, and I'm sure there's times where you just you gotta go. Nope. No, you'll just wait. No, no, not unless it's emergency. You're deathly ill. That is not happening at forty one thousand feet. <laughs> no, sir. Oh man, bringing the Mile High Club to a whole new meaning. Oh, then there's a story for another time. Right. That'll take up a whole episode. Back to some Metallica chatter. Eight episodes talking about the Black Album. One of their guests, we've already signed up as a guest, and he reached out to us a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I'm going to come to your show. i got to do Metallica's Real Deal podcast first. (laughs) Real Deal. And then I'll come do your show. So I'm thinking after he does his. Yep. Oh, Jeff's got the window down. Got the fly. We got him out. Is he out? He's out. Wow, nice job. There's one on your shirt still. What? Oh. Whoa. Bill got him. Attaboy, Bill. Did you get him? Is he sleeping on is he on me? Oh, there he goes. Fucking flies. If it lands on me, hit me. <coughs> it might happen. Oh, more bikes. Here we go. Ooh, a gold wing. Ooh, I like that. A gold gold wing. These Imagine all that. sound prime. North Carolina, look at those plates. That's a haul. That's uh, a fucking haul. You got another three uh, days of riding there, boys. <laughs> right. Wow. I think they were all North Carolina. Yes, sir. 
Anyway, uh, this specific guest is tied to the year and a half in the life documentary. We're not going to tell you who it is, but... I'm sure you have a good guest, but after he does his Black Album podcast on Metallica's podcast, he's coming on and podcast for all. Boy, I said podcast like four times in five seconds there. Speaking of... Podcast, podcast, podcast. How many people do you think are going to write in and say, is it Bob? Is it Bob? Is Bob your guest? Is Bob the one that's going to be on? Bob, 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 Bob. Playing the 51P bass. Bob. Bob, Bob you're smiling too much. <laughs> but I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I think once he does his Black Album, not Bob, but this guest we're going to have on, yep. we should have our listeners and subscribers write in and ask their own questions and they'll all be directed at him and it'll be a little uh, change of pace in the end podcast for all world yeah i think it would be cool and get a little fan interaction i'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that will hear his episode with metallica and will probably have some questions that he doesn't answer on their podcast oh god yeah we'll get we'll get into the meat and potatoes on our podcast so don't don't you all worry I just don't think Metallica is going to add up to what you and I have done in five seasons. All I got to say is if they have a bunch of samples in the background, then, man, I'm getting the lawyers involved. The lawyers? Remember the some uh, some kind of bracket yes. challenge yes. about, oh, a year ago? They totally copied us. I think they did. And look at it. I mean, like you said, if you can't beat them, join them. They're going to have an I Disappear Desert, probably a Dream No More setlist segment. In voting for all, possibly. Speaking of in voting for all. They're going to have their own in voting for all, and it's going to be Lars or James. Yeah, Lars or James. Kirk or Rob. Lloyd or Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd. Landslide. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've been we've been doing our in voting for all. We have the 20-week countdown, uh, getting ready for the 40th anniversary, and we have been trying to decide what we think are some rare songs that they're going to include in the set list. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any special guests today. Well, I mean, you're a special guest, Shane. Well, we've got our manager on board, and we've got two sleeping band members of one. Well, maybe... Two of one, get it? Ha, yeah, ha, two ha, for one. Ha. Well, maybe our manager can weigh in on this one with us. On this week's In Voting for All, we are now moving into Ride the Lightning. Because as Ooh. you guys know, we've been going in chronological order. Kill's done. Kill is done. So tonight, or I should say, it's not tonight, it's today. It's today. I'm not used to this. Welcome to today, everyone. Welcome to the daylight. We have Fight Fire versus Trapped Under Ice. Oh, dude, this is so easy for me. Anybody who's listening knows the special connection that Shane has with Trapped Under Ice. No, there is no connection because it's never happened. Well, well, that's exactly it. There's there's something there that you, you need to fill that void. The funny part is when you said Trapped Under Ice, I already forgot the other song it's going up against. Oh, wow. That's, how, that's how trapped I am. That You're trapped by I'm ice. I'm trapped. I'm you're really trapped. trapped. Under ice. Uh, fight fire with fire. So look, at we got a little fire and ice. I like that. Bill, what would you want to hear live? Would you want to hear Fight Fire with Fire or Trapped Under Ice? Trapped. Dude, I literally have to pull over and shit right now. Do you? Bad. Well... Bill said that he would rather hear Trapped Under Ice. I'm literally going to pull over, and I want Bill to take this mic and talk about his choices. And his choices. Wow, is this really happening right like, now? Like, I have to, like, pull over. I'm not joking you. This is like when, what, what venue was it where Pizzle left the stage because he had to go shit? Kearney or, or Kearney, Nebraska. Yeah. For, that was the first night of tour, wasn't it? Picture King Nothing without bass. That's right, because he thought it was one. 
I'm literally like, this came out of nowhere. Just so you know, everybody. I told you I haven't shit in two days because of those communal ba- bathrooms at the campground. Oh, stop being so scared. Is Just it communal? Is that how you say it? Communal. Communal shitters. Communal shitters. I seriously have to shit. Huh. Well, there you have it, folks. This is in podcast for all. I'm Jeff Winslow. Reporting. <laughs> we're going. And we're going to come and go too. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna jump out and go use the restroom. And our manager, Bill McClure, is gonna take over. He does no fight fire in Trapped Under Ice pretty well he did already answer but i don't know if the microphone picked it up so he might have to come up here and answer it again i'm just gonna hand him my mic there we go this is not stage this is it's downright embarrassing but it makes for great uh material i really hope you keep all of this in it i'm gonna good good i'll be back i'm taking my phone it might be a while oh god all right bill Tell our listeners, would you rather hear Fight Fire with Fire or Trapped Under Ice? I'm going to go with Trapped. Trapped Under Ice. All right. Pizzle, are you awake? Which song would you like to hear live? Fight Fire with Fire or Trapped Under Ice? Fight Fire. Fight Fire, huh? Is Chris awake back there? Oh, we can't reach. Christoph. In the end, voting for all segment, would you like to hear live at the 40th anniversary, Trapped Under Ice, or fight fire with fire. Fight fire with fire. All right, there you have it. We have Bill McClure with, what was it, Trapped Under Ice. Shane Obershaw with Trapped Under Ice. Uh, Mike Presley with Fight Fire with Fire. And I'm going to have to go with Bill and Shane. I would like to hear Trapped Under Ice as well. Well, Bill, how did you enjoy Surgis? It lived up to what it uh what the hype is all about. Absolutely. It was a good time, and I can't wait to be back. Hopefully, we'll, it won't be five years until the next time we're there, because it was five years ago, right? Three doors down? So 2016? Yep. Hopefully, hopefully we can make it happen, Captain. So I'm thinking I took some videos and pictures. Did you get I some good stuff? get some airdrop them to you so you can post them right now. Oh, I can't post them right now. I only, I'm only in charge of some social... Well, everybody, Shane is legitimately in the come and go, <laughs> taking a shit right now. We should we should go pull that cop over here for. Yeah, a police officer just walked into into the come and go. We should see if she wants to be on an episode. <laughs> hey, officer, do you like Metallica or Maggot Death? Maggot Breath. That we weren't mobile, we could go out and talk to people right now. I know. If we could walk around with our computers and our interfaces, we'd go around and interview the people at the the local come and go in, what are we, Jackson, Minnesota? I think we're past Jackson no, now. Past Jackson. Past Jackson now. Shane needs to hurry up. <laughs> I'm going to text him and tell him hurry. Got anything to say, Bill? Put that mic up to your mouth. Let's hear what you have to say. What do, you, what do you like about Metallica? What was your first Metallica memory, Bill? Hey, how about this? How about we talk about... August 15th. August 15th, that is uh, one at Tribute Fest, correct? Negative. No. It's going to be a merch drop. Oh, merch drop. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I, I'm bad with dates. Explain to our listeners what this merch drop is about. Uh, we're teaming up with Soda Stick, coming out with two different shirts. We'll probably have a link uh, through the podcast for all pages as well. One Metallica TB. August 15th. And that will run until August 22nd. Until the 22nd. Exclusive merch drop. Check it out. It's going to be a limited run. 
Mark that down. Uh, Tribute Fest, that is August, what? Oh, 27th. Fuck, I'm so bad with dates. Yeah. See? That's what Sturgis does. Yeah, that's what Sturgis does to you. August 27th. August 27th, Duluth, Minnesota. We'll be playing Tribute Fest. That was our manager, Bill McClure. And here is Shane. We are back. Welcome back to the Podcast for All. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm still Jeff Winslow. Dude, that... That that was an emergency. Well, hey, I'm glad that you got that all taken care of. What did I miss? Um, we told our listeners about August 15th, our exclusive merch drop that we're going to be doing. Oh, right. Everybody in the van, including Pizzle and Chris, weighed in on there and voting for all. How do I get out of this parking lot? As you guys all know, we will... Posted on Thursday. Polls open on Thursday. And whoa, whoa, whoa. That's my line. Well, hey, you didn't say anything. Because I'm trying to get out of this lot. Oh, there's a cop. Put the mic down. Oh, no. We we already offered her to come over here and be on the show. Her? Uh, she's a she. You already saw her? I'm blonde. Gotcha. That hey. was an emergency like no other. Feel better? It was all that campground food the last three days that just caught up with me. Too many burritos. Too many burritos and Hot Pockets. And we're back on the road. Well, I missed the entire... Bill went with what? Trapped under ice. Trapped. Pizzle. Fight fire with fire. Fire. Chris went with fight. Fight fire with fire. And you went with? Trapped. And your reason? Um. And this is to pick either or of a rare song at the 40th anniversary in December. 40th anniversary, just because I feel like it is much more of a rare song, and I would just rather... I'd just rather hear that song live. I got to admit, fight fire live is... Well, I can't say I've seen Trap live because it hasn't happened. Right. But Fight Fire, we all know, live is powerful. Wah! Rob's backing vocals. Yep. Always uh, some pyro in there. Yes. Uh, badass intro. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a fucking banger of a song through and through, start <laughs> to finish, but... Best album opener. I don't know if i go that far. Okay, Blackened. Hearing Trapped Under Ice would be very, very cool. I'd be... I'd be happy. I'd be happy for you if you get to hear it. Traps, an amazing song. Not because I haven't heard it, but it's just one of those things I just, I just want to check off my list. Right, right. So I got to go with Trapped. General consensus, I want to say Fight. Diehard fan, I think they're going to go Trapped. I hope so. I hope so. Hey, people, you know what you need to do here, okay? Do the right thing. <laughs> Mick Rock, I can see your name. I see which way you vote every week. So don't skip this week. Mr. Chris Jericho, please do the right thing. You're you're a Vikings fan. You're yes, trapped he under, is. You're trapped under ice. Oh, actually, I think he said his wife is actually the Vikings fan. That's true. He's not trapped under ice. He's in Tampa, dude. That's true. Very true. And voting for all polls open Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. Go vote. Dude, I'm look I'm looking forward to this podcast, but like again, they're not going to be it's not going to be anything Alpha style. No, they, it, they might have special guests, but there's going to be no Chevy Chase samples. No, this one isn't going to quite be like all the rest. Um, as you guys have been listening through this episode, we spent um, the last four days in Sturgis, and then I am literally heading up north tomorrow. So we had to do this on the road. Otherwise, we would, we'd we'd miss a week. And we haven't missed a week in, what, how many weeks? 60-plus weeks? 60, 70, something like that. Yeah. So we made it happen for you guys, and... You know, it's always a good time. And we're already at an hour. Wow, this is crazy. Right now? Yeah. 
No 59 shit. 59 minutes just crossed over. Wow. Dude, we talked about everything from bike rallies, bombers flying over. That was cool. Me dropping bombs in the bathroom. <laughs> And an emergency stop that was real time, not edited. All I'm gonna say is I want the 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 chunk sample. When you say I gotta pull over and take a shit, I want him going, Oh shit. <laughs> that says the Slurpees smash it against the window in the bowling <laughs> yep. alley. That's not to sample. make you jealous again, I have stood at that exact window and done that. Very jealous. I didn't smash the slippery, but my hands were on the glass. And did you say, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the manager goes, gee, haven't seen someone come in here and do that before. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone say that line before. Times 20,000. <laughs> I'd charge people like, all right, a dollar for every shit you say. What else do you want to talk about? We're still on Interstate 90 and will be for another another 62 miles until we head north on I-35. Right. Um, well, we kept the podcast going, and I kind of wish now, looking back at it, I would have got out of the bathroom or would have gone to the bathroom when you did because I kind of got to take a piss. But, you know, it is what it is. We're not stopping for you. We've already had one bathroom interruption. Well, hey, I can reach over and turn this van off from where I'm sitting. That's true. You got any piss jugs? <laughs> Just like Ray. Oh, give me a good old Trailer Park Boys Ray line. And it can't be about a bottle. Had a couple of drinks. Oh, man. Saw a couple of things. Weren't they trucker bombs? The, the piss bomb. Piss jugs. Piss jugs. Piss jugs. Ricky grabs <laughs> one and smells it. Oh, yeah. That's definitely from the old man. <laughs> Didn't he live in the junkyard? Living in the junkyard, yeah. In the truck. Yeah, he, in the cab. And he played the VLTs. There's nothing wrong with VLTs. The video slots. The VLTs. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot about stole that. Stole the money from Julian so he could play his VLTs. <laughs> I forgot about that. You need to get a, a hobby, Bubbles, like me. Oh, yeah, Ray, what's your hobby? Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, drinking's not a hobby. That is so <laughs> fitting for where we just came from for three days of right. just nonstop drinking, partying. Drinking. <laughs> drinking. You know, a real man's hobby. Uh... Jimmy, I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm not doing anything unless I get a bottle of liquor in front of me. I don't care what happens. Oh, man. Ray, ripping the copper piping out of your walls is fucked. No, it's not. <laughs> ripping, the, r- r- ripping the piping out for liquor money. Spin more rhymes than a lazy Susan, and I'm innocent till my, my guilt, guilt is, is proven. Sunnyvale straight, straight the, the fuck, fuck out. <laughs> and podcast for all on this road trip currently doing well i'm down to 71 miles an hour right now because we got a little rough road some roughage we literally turned into a circus act for the last hour we've been like a traveling carnival act the way this podcast has gone not a professional touring metallica tribute band very true and watch this episode will end up being the most downloaded episode of this season it's going to be interesting there's going to be some people that are going to hear a lot of non-metallica chatter i hope you enjoyed it time i had a great time man um you know maybe we'll do it again when we're on our way out to ohio or something thanks to the come and go in fairmont minnesota for being there when it was most needed (laughs) when you needed them most hairball thanks for having us iron horse saloon thanks for having us steel pony thanks for having us steel pony (laughs) thanks for putting us in a menards tough shed and the seven hundred thousand people who make sturgis a raging success every year it was great to see you I'm estimating 10,000 people saw us. Thanks for everyone that stuck around, said hello, wanted to take a selfie with a uh, sweaty lead guitar player and drummer. Right. 
Oh, dude, before I forget, we were hanging out with Gilby Clark. Gilby freaking Clark. Gilby Clark. He was at the show. You have... Okay, I got it real quick. You have to realize the Guns N' Roses Live in Tokyo 1992 is their most well-known home video. Oh, it's iconic. Concert footage. Iconic. So when I was a kid, I knew about Izzy. But to me, Gilby was more of the guitar player. Oh yeah, for Guns N' Roses because of that era. I used to come home from school every day. I'd either throw in uh, Cliff Amal VHS or the Live in Tokyo '92 GNR VHS. Yep. So the fact that you and I come off stage and we go and hang out side stage, I was actually watching Pyros. Pyros. I was actually, <laughs> dude. Damn. It's all the bumps. Yeah. All the I bumpies. Actually, yeah, all the bumpies. The bumpies. I was where? Oh, nice, nice eyes. Our manager points out the cop forty miles ahead. Johnny Law. Johnny Law, man. Johnny Jaw. I wonder if he has binoculars and he can see he can see us holding a mic. Excuse me, officer. Do you want to be on a podcast? Yes, I do. Maybe he thinks it's like a dark ice cream cone. <laughs> what do we have here? A Ford Explorer and a and a Taurus. And a Taurus. Tore ass. They're both uh, window to window, so they're chatting. Not they don't care about us. They're just talking. Yeah, no, they weren't even looking at the road. No, they weren't even doing anything. Do your job. Minnesota's finest uh, highway patrol, state troopers, actually. Right. That's all right. We love them. We back the blue. Anyway, you're drinking beer somewhere by a wet t-shirt contest, and I'm hanging out with Hairball's pyro guy, watching how they do their pyro. And Chris comes and grabs me, and he goes, "Dude." You got to come here. You got to check this out. And I'm like, dude, it, it, I got prime seats hanging out with the pyro guy side stage. I'm not leaving this spot. Correction. We were actually, Chris and I were hanging out with the stage manager smoking weed in his trailer. No shit. That's where we were. And he was the one that told us that Gilby was there. He's like, oh, by the way, I just parked Gilby Clark's car if you guys want to meet him. Oh, uh, okay. I, yeah. I did not know that yep. fact. That's how that That's how that whole ordeal went down. And then I came out and I he must have came and got you because then... I was standing side stage. That's legit. It was. Anyway, Chris goes, dude, come here. And when Chris has, you know, news, sometimes it's like, yeah, this is cool. But sometimes he's like, dude, come here. I want you to look at this chick. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I don't want to look at a chick. I want to watch the show. I want to see shit get blown up. I want to see Pyro get blown up. There's thousands of girls in Sturgis who are wearing nothing but strings and pasties. Strings and things. As much as we like looking at that, there's so much every day. You're just like, yeah, whatever. I'll see it later, right? It is what it is. And he goes, two words, dude. Gilby Clark. And I'm like, what? Yeah, all of a sudden you see Shane's eyes light up. I said, shut the fuck up. He goes, he's in the VIP area, stage left. I'm like, I'll see you later, viral guy. I'll be back. (laughs) Uh, Gilby, we, we probably stood behind him 10 feet for the last three, four songs of the set. Yeah, and then he chatted with us for a little while. And then uh, didn't want to bug him. He had some family members and friends with him, and he was just hanging out at the bar, and when there was an, there's an appropriate time to approach your heroes without being a fanboy. Yeah, right, right. And I said, Gilby, good to see you. Welcome to Sturgis. Been a big fan. What brought you out here? And he goes, dude, Good to meet you, man. Shane I had did. a microphone and he said, "Hey, yeah, welcome to a podcast." I was holding this exact microphone in the VIP pit at the Iron Horse Saloon. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, man, thank you." I actually rode my motorcycle all the way from Los Angeles here, That's and I'm like, just "Dude, crazy." Okay, now you're a rock star times ten. Right, right. You rode your hog from LA to South Dakota. 
Which is crazy because, you know, most rich people from L.A. would just probably have their bike shipped to Sturgis and fly out there and be like, yeah, I rode out here. Yeah, ship my bike and I'll go hop on the Learjet for a two-hour flight. Yeah, that seems to be the California thing. True rock star. Uh, <laughs> talk to him for a good 20 minutes, most down-to-earth, level-headed rock star there is. Talked about everything from me watching the uh, Tokyo footage when I was 10 years old to and podcast for all to one the only tribute to metallica to his friends in hairball and had a great conversation couldn't ask for a nicer dude absolutely and who knows maybe just maybe our listeners will be able to hear him speak at some point too don't give away the secret yet jeff but the things are in the works and i finally have the correct private email address to gilby clark to talk about the infamous 92 guns metallica stadium tour you can tell him how much you love tellies uh, don't let that secret out either. <laughs> Dude, there's another fly in here. There's there's there, so many flies. There, there's a nest in here. It's probably be, it's probably because our members are stinky. Our band members are stinky. Is there such thing as a fly nest? I don't think so. Or they just appear. They just I, I swear they just appear out of fucking nowhere. Unbelievable. If you are a GNR nerd like I am and watch the Tokyo 1992 concert video. Before they play Wild Horses, Gilby's playing a red Fender Telly, and Axel introduces the band, and at that time... By the way, Gilby was only in the band for two or three months before that Tokyo footage was shot. He told me that. That's crazy. And I said... What a trooper. I said, what's the deal when Axel goes, Mr. Gilby Clark, the man with the new red Corvette? The new man on the guitar... Here to play some Rolling Stones for you. Mr. Gilby Clark. The man with a new Corvette. Are you aware of why that was said? And what did he say? <laughs> or are we gonna are we gonna wait for that the answer? Here's the answer. The and answer next week on a podcast for this all. This is such a rock star answer. Gilby had a shirt that Duff McKagan wanted so bad. So in a classic 1992 millionaire rock star move, Duff and Gilby traded a t-shirt for a new red Corvette. Of course they did. You being a car guy, is that a fair trade? I mean... Now this is before the internet and the World Wide Web. 92, so it was a C4. Um, That... Very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, a C4 for a T-shirt, I mean, that's that's doable. What he did not tell me, though, is what the T-shirt said on it. It had to be pretty fucking epic for a uh, C4 event. We're going to have to ask him that. What, what would... What what would <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, what was really on that shirt that made it so damn special? Hopefully it was like the Duff beer logo from The Simpsons. Right. And it's a Duff McKagan, but in the, and then the... Wait, The Simpsons wasn't out then yet? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it started in, uh, was it? Ooh, fact check, 90? 89. Wow, that's some good trivia. I want to say 89. Speaking of trivia, it's time for Jump in the Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what would you trade your BM deal? Okay, there has to be a t-shirt in the world you'd trade your Beamer for. What is it? Um. Oh, boy. Got, and you have to pick one. You just can't bow out. Can't bow out. I got. No. I got to pick a shirt. No phone and friends either. We already phoned the rest of the van as I was at the come and go. 
I'll trade my Beamer for the shirt that Aaron Lewis wore the other night on stage that says FU46. Wow. You really went there. I thought we already had our politics and religion episode. <laughs> hey, I didn't say anything about politics. I just said what the shirt said. Aaron Lewis wore that on stage? Fucking right he did. Wow. Love Aaron Lewis. He is a good old USA country cowboy, and he, and he does not America g- loving man. Dude, and he does not give a fuck what anybody thinks. He, was that his solo act or stained? That was a stained. Wow. Because they just started day one of the big arena tour with Korn. I did see that. I follow Ray, the yep. drummer from Korn. Yeah, I do too. They just kicked off in Tampa, I believe. Yeah, and they were... Um, That's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, there's... Please tell me Korn's the headliner. Yeah, they're the headliner. Okay. Yeah. I like Stain, but not the biggest fan. And I mean, I, I, I like Stain more than I like Korn, but it would be a little bit weird if Korn was opening for them. Just... Just saying. On like a heaviness level, you know what I mean? Not that Stain doesn't have some heavy jams, but I mean, Korn... They change Earth's gravitational pull when they play. Oh. There's just so much weight when they take the stage that it's hard to follow that. Uh, basically, every time they get on the stage, it's, if you want weight, I'm your fucking band. Literally. Literally. Unbelievable. Well, we talked about corn. We talked about Aaron Lewis. We talked about what shirt Jeff would trade for his C4 92 Red Corvette. Red Corvette. <laughs> and hanging out with Gilby Clark and Sturgis is a hell of a weekend, bro been a good episode a good I wanna, week i want to do it again but i really want to get some sleep as well yeah and stand in my own shower yeah let's turn these fucking computers off and go to sleep computers off <laughs> sleep time shower time no more of this communal community living no, uh, quarters no, no i i want privacy again i like privacy season five episode three jeff and shane interstate 90 east somewhere in the middle of nowhere minnesota it's been fun, bro. It has been fun. This is some kind of highway. Some kind of monstrous highway. Monstrous highway, yeah. I will see you next week. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, man. See you. See you.
Sometimes I get so tense, but I can't speed up the time. 